Hola and welcome to Catholic View. I'm Sheila Pierce. Thank you so much for joining me this Thursday evening. Coming up in today's woman feature, we take a look at the life of Mrs. Makubane. But first, as usual, I'd like us to start by taking a look at some of the stories that made headlines in the Catholic Church and in Africa today. So do stay with me. This is Archbishop Buti Kakale of the Catholic Diocese of Johannesburg. You are listening to Radio Veritas, the good news for a change. In your headlines this Thursday evening, we take a look at Pope Francis' daily mass homily, developing new skills for youth in South Africa, and International Day for Protection of Children. Good evening once again, I'm Sheila Pirish. The life of St. Paul, characterized by preaching, persecutions and prayer, can be a model for all Christians today. That was the theme of Pope Francis' homily at his Santa Marta Mass celebrated this morning. Philip Hitchin reports from Vatican Radio. Reflecting on the first reading from the Acts of the Apostles, Pope Francis described St. Paul as the ultimate action man. It's hard to imagine him relaxing under a beach umbrella, he said, because he was always on the go and rarely to be found sat in front of a desk. Instead, the Pope said, St. Paul was driven by a passion for preaching and was always on the move, announcing Jesus Christ to the world. This passion for preaching led to a second characteristic of the Apostle's life, which was the persecutions he suffered at the hands of the religious leaders of his day. But the Pope noted how Paul was inspired by the Spirit and was able to sow divisions between the Sadducees, who didn't believe in the resurrection, and the Pharisees, who did. Speaking in front of the Sanhedrin, Paul said, My brothers, I am a Pharisee. The son of Pharisees. I am on trial for hope in the resurrection of the dead. Immediately an argument broke out, the Pope noted, because these custodians of the law were all divided in their beliefs. They had lost their faith, he said, because they had transformed their laws and doctrine into ideologies. The third aspect of Paul's life, which Pope Francis spoke about, was that of prayer, of his intimate relationship with the Lord. Alongside this tireless mission of preaching to the ends of the earth, and struggling against his persecutors, Paul's strength, the Pope said, comes from being a man of prayer who constantly seeks and encounters the Lord. Pope Francis concluded with a wish that we too may be given the grace to learn these three attitudes of preaching, of resisting persecution and of encountering Christ through prayer. Later on today, Pope Francis addressed the participants in the Plenary Assembly of the Congregation for Clergy. The Plenary Assembly opened on May 30th with a packed schedule that included the introduction, consideration, as well as discussion of several major documents, one of which was the draft text of an instruction on some questions regarding the parish, the ministry of the parish priest, the grouping of parishes within the diocese, and some possible configurations of 
of pastoral care in light of Canon 517, which deals with ways of organizing and managing parishes under circumstances in which there is a critical shortage of priests. An important initiative aimed at addressing and understanding the state of youth unemployment in South Africa was recently launched at Don Bosco Educational Center in Inadel, Johannesburg. The New Skills for Youth program is a global initiative by J.P. Morgan designed to empower young people to acquire the education and credentials they need to be career-ready for and succeed in well-paying jobs. The program aims to benefit at least 1,000 young people. Director at the Catholic Institute of Education, Janice Silland, explains. Partnership with JP Morgan is one of the first for South Africa in terms of their new youth for skills program. But I think, and the program itself basically started from January. It will run for till the end of 2018. Our religious congregations and some of our parishes have always seen the unemployment in very specific areas, and through that they've established a number of what we call our skills centres, which offer do. Color skills, mainly like merchandising, um, you'll notice baking. They also do some technical skills like welding, etc. So the church itself has actually been in this kind of work for a lot of time. But the partnership with J.P. Morgan and their initiative in sponsoring it is brand new, and we're very excited to be in a partnership with them. The CIE, in a way, or the Catholic Institute of Education, has a division of it called the Sabisa Skills Institute. Now, that institute has been established over the last six to eight years, and their function is almost to network and do quite an extensive work with our skills centers. But the initiative or the relationship we have with J.P. Morgan in terms of our skills centers is a two-year initiative. In other news, Pope Francis received in audience this Thursday morning members of the European Federation of Catholic Family Associations. The Federation was meeting the Pope on the occasion of its 20th anniversary. During his speech, Pope Francis noted that crises of different types are presently springing up in European families. The Holy Father noted four crises in particular that are affecting Europe at the present time, highlighting demographics, migration, employment and and education. He also stressed that this crisis might find positive outcomes precisely in the culture of encounter if different social, economic and political actors were to join in shaping policies supportive of families. Antoine Renard is the president of the European Federation of Catholic Family Associations. We want to, uh, to set up a, a, a program for the future based on the political situation today in Europe. Uh, we see, uh, of course, some uh, uh, very good opportunities to uh, recall to the political leaders that uh, the family is the um, fundamental cell of society. And uh, when everybody is concerned that uh, Europe is not going so healthy and uh, afraid about the future, we should also consider what is the real situation of the fundamental cell. Family is joy for the world. I have already experienced the, uh, the um, International Family Day of Family in Philadelphia last year, and it was an explosion of, of, of joy coming from uh, America, and, and I really expect this year an explosion of joy demonstrated by the families in Europe and for the rest of the world, of course. 
And finally, the International Day for Protection of Children is observed in many countries as Children's Day on June 1st since 1950. It was established by the Women's International Democratic Federation on its Congress in Moscow in 1949. This week, South Africa and the Department of Social Development is celebrating Child Protection Week under the theme "Working Together to Protect Children." South Africa has seen a number of campaigns this year after the spate of killings, rape, and kidnapping of children, as well as young women. South African Minister of Social Development Batabili Dlamini says her ministry's aim is to pass a bill that will focus on psychosocial support for victims. Of crime. This year, we we are going to focus on improving legislation, support services for victims of violence and crime, improve psychosocial support, as well as uh, ensuring that uh, there is a bill that uh, focuses on a uh, psychosocial support. That a bill. Is meant to cover gaps that are in the Domestic Violence Act. Meanwhile, a pioneer congress focusing on the fight against online child sexual exploitation and abuse is to take place at Rome's Pontifical Gregorian University from the 3rd to the 6th October. Spearheaded and hosted by the University Center for Child Protection, the congress entitled "Child Dignity in the Digital World" will examine new forms of abuse children can be subjected to in the digital world, and also to discuss. The risks and challenges of the digital age and its impact on the dignity of children. The Congress foresees the participation of global scientific as well as technical experts and decision makers, and it aims to promote appropriate action. At the end of the Congress, a declaration will be presented to Pope Francis, who is scheduled to receive the participants in audience. And that was a brief look at some of the stories that made headlines in the Catholic Church today. Thank you for joining me once again. You are listening to Catholic View, a program produced and presented by Sheila Pirsch for Radio Veritas. Coming up next is our woman feature. Women. On the African continent, are generally treated as second-class citizens. They do not enjoy the same positions as men. We say to girls, you can have ambition, but not too much. You should aim to be successful, but not too successful. Otherwise, you will threaten the man. Some men refuse to invest in the education of their daughters because they say. They will soon get married. Because I am female, I am expected to aspire to marriage. I am expected to make my life choices, always keeping in mind that marriage is the most important. But why do we teach girls to aspire to marriage, and we don't teach boys the same? We raise girls to see each other as competitors, not for jobs or for accomplishments, which I think can be a good thing, but for the attention of men. Feminist. A person who believes in the social, political, and economic equality of the sexes. Women on the forefront: a program dedicated to women who are making a difference. 
today's Women Feature, we focus on Me Makubani. of the founding members of the St. Anne Sodality of the Diocese of Johannesburg. Mrs. Margaret Makubani was also a teacher by profession, a catechist, an executive treasurer of the St. Anne Sodality, and above all, a mother, not only to her children, but to all she came into contact with. Her daughter, Matilda Dube, sheds more light. When I grew up, let me start there. When I grew up, she used to be a catechist um, at, at our parish. Um, and so that is one area that I know that she devoted herself to. Um, but then she was also a member of the same end. And wholeheartedly she was, you know, really working for for the same end. Um, she, as far as I remember, she, the main role that she played was to be a treasurer in the same end. A treasurer in her parish, and later she was a treasurer in the regional um, council, and lastly she became the treasurer of the diocesan council. And um, I want to believe that she did a good job. And one thing I know about her was that she was a very honest person. One of the things that she taught me, you know, hence I understood her role being treasurer, you know, because it meant that she was trustworthy. And because one of the things she taught me, I still remember, she would say to me, you know, when you deal with money, um, you must never, never be tempted to, to use it. Just, just see, it as, as, see it as a paper. Not as something that you should, you know, then be tempted to use. And, and as I say, I think um, um, that lesson she experienced in me, and and I still remember, because she said that a very long time ago, I, was still, I don't know, I can't remember when, but that when she was dealing with money of, of the same end. And because of that role, I want to believe that how they succeeded in terms of building the um, the center at Mansonville, the same end center at Mansonville. Um, I want to believe that because of the manner in which we handled money for the same ends, they were then able to establish the same ends um, uh, center at Mansonville, and she used to be so 100% devoted. When she took pension, um, that was her next job, sort of. Because the, the, the then established when the Nathan Hill was then a bird, it was there, then they thought to say, we cannot have the building just lying around and not doing anything like during the week. And then they established a crash. So they ran a crash. And because of that, and, and probably because the majority of them were, were teachers, were retired teachers herself. Uh, Mrs. Mapalana, Mrs. Pangaza, Mrs. Koboza, 
they were all, you know, teachers. And therefore, I think the next um, next thing for them was, you know, let's still continue to deal with kids. And then they started to crash. And because of that, they used to go to Mansonville every day. It was like another job for them. Monday to Friday, they were running the crash um, together with Bo Mesaku and, you know, um, and and then on Friday it would be like um, retreats, maybe different parishes going for retreats, and we had to make sure that um, those retreats are successful um, in terms of being on a Friday, which meant now going to buy groceries, um, you know, to be there the whole weekend for for the retreat of whoever was there for the retreat, and they actually the retreat was not only for the same end. I don't know what the situation now is. But at that time, even other societies, they could book um, the, 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 the center there for Because I remember, personally, I'm a CWL member. And from our parish, we used to go for our retreats there, you know, over the weekends. And, and they would be there to make sure that we cook, they do everything. We provided with supper, we provided with lunch, with everything. And so that is the role that they played. You know, I always say um, those women who founded the same end, they really did a great job, and Mama was one of them. So they are the founding members of the same um, center in Manzanville. That's where you took it then from her, that you are also in the same field of profession. You're a teacher, you're a principal, and just like you've mentioned, you're also a member of the CWL. You really looked up to your mom. Yeah, and actually, um, funny, for me to join the CWL, she, she was the one who, you know, I still remember when, when I got married and, and then became a member of St. Angela Parish. She used to say to me, Daris, you know what, maybe, I think because she wanted me to belong somewhere. And she would say, there is, there is a group, they, they don't wear uniforms, and I think you can fit in there. And they, there is, they have a branch in, in, in Piri, she didn't know that, the, you know, the founders of Peter and Sorrento was St. Angela. And then when, when I was here, um, our late Mrs. Monchu then, one time, um, because I, I belonged to I was sitting with her in the finance committee of the parish. And Mrs. Manchu said, no, man, they, we have a CWA, and, you know, she briefly told me about it. Then I said, no, then I recalled, this should be the one that Mama was telling me about. You know, the good thing is that she didn't say to me, you must be SNA. All she said was, you know, there is something for you. I want to think that you can consider. It, 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 you know, I don't know much about it, but I know um, this is... And, and funny enough, then I developed... You know, when I got to know about it, and then I had that interest. I joined the CWL, and she was happy. She was happy. I think her happiness was that I am involved in parish work or in, in church work. You know, being a CWL member, it means a contribution, you know, to society, to, to the church as well. So, yeah, yeah those are the inspiring, um, um, you know, um, things that you can feel. And, and I, I, I took lessons, and yeah, because she, she was a very committed person in the church. And as I grew up, actually, I, I, I used to say, hey, my mom spends most of her time in church, and you know, I didn't understand. It's only when you grow up, then you understand, oh, okay, 
uh, this is a contribution that one can make. And I think the lessons that she taught me has made me also to really want to be part of the church and to set the church as much as I can to the best of my ability. And and for that, I would really like to thank the Almighty. You know, um, I was telling people just this day to say, I think now it makes sense to me when, when, when the church says, you know, pray so that you have a peaceful death. And that is what she called. She died very peacefully. You know, um, that was very peaceful. You know, I, I will always cherish how she left this world. <laughs> Another founding member of the St. Anne Sodality in Johannesburg is Me Masivimo, who proudly spoke to me in her mother tongue. Me Makubani Kimsibile Kanako Etelele Kisebeta Liena Kilimo Finance Committee Nyahai. Resebedite Liena under President Mrs. Ma Bala. Kiena Me Erkadilengo Aha Center Ya. Phase <laughs> Abata hotseba horna itule jwang ikena jwang. Kimme ana asokometi kana kote utenen reseleta liena. Daisi sena esa hoos. Ineli di mishi niteka bang 53. Onale responsibilu kajika chona di mishi niteka 53. Koro di kon, dia contributor ko aheng center. Ena eri nanlio naka jegu. Dose ribide renale face 3. Sela mokadi. Kwa Ena isebedise ing, usebedise ing, wasala ing, washota ing. Kinte eba tubai sokang. Haholo kana kongo kakotali, kampong kakwebise tseleting, kampong kaseling. Uchante ufane ka report. Haba tuba ufile telete horuwete musebeti, uchante utepa hali. Kitile butepei, haholo huu musebeti ya mema kubani. Mema kubani kikikare na kili mema sijini. Kila sehetu haulu. Lahali nasa kili bupilombo haufinyane. Lemorena. Fela kila sehetu hubani huna. Neseru seti riliba raro batubali lemba sedeta. Daisi singi. Ya, 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 
ba semba setse ba ntse ba phela ke lahlehetso ha ho o bana ho no ho sena le mo o nong o mohloka hantse re tsa maria di di missing tsa rona tsa anna tsa dices bana ba ha ba lentse ba morwala ba muisa anse a santa fokola joalo ba mo fale rato la hore aye ayo kopana le bo mme ba bang ba nantsa a sebetsa le bo ke to mo missa ha se ke ya di missing tse o te tshwanang le teo o ba le ke mo ne re dula ha hole re kopana le yena me re thabela ho tsa mesebetsi ya anna ha ntse e tswela any last word that you'd like to tell our listeners about Mema Kobani? Kirata Huru Daisisia Runaya Masanda, Le Komitinya Runa Encha, Ekeni. If a Eka Mo Mema Kobani, I ling a Alima Peute, Batuele Pili, Baitem Sedeti Ovo Kabani, Neba Dile Batsepahala, Kumasanta Ose, who Daisisia Runaka Ofela. Luhumu bishop wa rona badile ba tsepahala ka dinako tsohle jolo ka nne ana a tsepahala re lahlehetse bana beso re lahlehetse fela le hodimo lona le thabile o bana re tsitse re litiletse when May Makubani moved to St. Philip Neri Parish in Molitsani, she met people like Mrs. Mapito, who worked hand-in-hand hand towards ongoing formation of people who are committed in serving the church. May Makubani was a dedicated, energetic, kind member of the, of the Catholic Church. If you see or know of all the things that Nema Kubani did, you say, I wish I should be like her. And uh, the interesting thing is that Nema Kubani didn't uh, want to be, you know, felt pity for. When we say, hey, Mama, today you don't seem to be okay, don't go to church. She said, no, I'm going. She would actually tell you that I am going to church. And uh, she was a very kind, loving person who always wanted to be there for bereaved people. She'd always say, you know, so-and-so has got a death in the family. Can you take me out? I'd like to visit them. Even when we said, Kubani, you've done this all your life. I mean, people know you, you better just take it easy. She wouldn't, she'd get very close with her. She is a very good example of a Christian mother. For instance, every time she is in the house, she would be having her rosary and wanapraaku. Uh, she would either say the rosary on her own, or be reading Wanapraku. Um, and as for the newspapers, the Archdiocesan News and the Southern Cross, she'll tell you everything that is in there. We really are sad, but also thank God for her life. When she was a member of the St. Anne's Sodality, she used to organize together with Mrs. Kowalse and the people who were in her committee, they used to organize workshops for the region, you know, so that people could be trained. And I helped them 
his community skills training. Because sometimes uh, the mistake that we make, we just uh, elect people and not offer them the training. But Nama Kubani needs to make sure that people are being trained in community skills. What does it mean to be a chairperson or chairman? What does it mean to be secretary, treasurer, especially being treasurer because that's usually where people falter. And people don't falter because they, they embezzle the money. No, it's just because there's a recording. Maybe the recording is not properly done. So she made sure that people had good training and she used to ask me to do that type of training for the diocese, for 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 the region. The other thing was that uh, she has always wanted people to do the right thing. Even in the world, you know, for the church, she would participate in most of the activities that we have in the church. She also belongs to the senior citizen group, which you know about. <laughs> she was a member and uh, always there when we were doing things. During her time, she was able to go to uh, to go on holiday. If we had done something, she would go with us on holiday. We went to Pumalanga. We went to, uh, I took her one time to Grahamstown, to the National Art Festival. And uh, the other time I organized uh, uh, for them to go and attend a show at the theater, at the Soweto Theater. She was not that type of an old person who would speak and moan and say, I'm old, I'm sick, I can't do this. She was quite vibrant. Then there is the beloved son, as he proudly calls himself. For over 15 years, Tulani drove Mema Kubani to church and found in her his second mom. I was her son, not only her son, a, a, a beloved one. Eh? Um, and it's, it is said that we speaking about her uh, on her passing. Um, I've known her for more than 15 years now. And if there was a mother to be rented, this is one mother I would have loved to have rented to become my biological mother. She had the subtle soul, so tender within, but she was truthful every moment of the way when you're dealing with her. You know, she, 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 she never raised a voice. She was motherly in all respects. And what other great tribute can be given to her other than her giving over her son to become one of our priests, um, Father Makoban. We're grateful that she volunteered and, and saw it fit that the son becomes a priest. And the son is indeed serving within the church even today. And what greater um, contribution can one make? Um, her, her legacy will live on far beyond this day. It is said that she has passed on and speaking of her as the deceased. You see, if you know somebody personally, like I knew her, I'm, I'm deeply touched as it is, really touched that she has passed on. But then it is the will of God 
and I believe all the angels and the saints are guiding her spirit to the correct place. One of the things that I've learned, and I will treasure up to this day, is the importance of mass. If there is mass, she's in church. She has to be at the parish. She knew the importance of mass, and I want to believe it was not mass per se in general. She, she treasured the transformation of the, 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 the bread and wine to become the body and blood of Christ. She wanted to be a moment of that. Only yesterday when I learned that I'll be speaking about her on radio, I wanted to find out what is it that she was after for any mass she had to be there. If there was to be epaulets on, on, on her shoulders, you know, giving a testimony as to how many masses she, uh, uh, she has attended. Ever since I met her, there would be so many. And for her to have, to, to, to have been able to achieve that, it, it, it is a teaching to us, me included, about the importance of mass. Any mass of obligation, any mass convened, a mass of the deceased, she was always there because she treasured this element of the transformation, like I indicated. And she was a very prayerful woman, very prayerful. Anytime you walk into her home, she would be there clutching the rosary. Or she would be there, um, you know, doing silent prayers on some book of the church, be it a novena or any type of prayer. That's who she was. Little did we know, me particularly, you know, I took it like, I'm doing this service to her to pick her up from home to church, from church to home. And I, mechanically, one would have thought that was the case. But yesterday, I did a, a, a good soul searching as to say, what is it that she rubbed on me? And what is it that she would have rubbed to the other members of the sodality of the saint? And, and I think prayerfulness and the importance of mass are the qualities that describe it. Most outstanding with her is, is her beauty. I speak of her beauty because, you know, even my mother would say, what's between you and this old lady? And I would say to, to her, I find it to be special. But even my mother would point out that even at this age, she looks beautiful. She, she knew every occasion that I was going through. She, she knew my best date without being reminded. She, she knew things about me, you know, not only me, even other people, you know. At her age, she, she could tell you, Sheila, hey, hey your, your, your date of birth, and she could relate even to your parents as well. This is how networking she was. She, she was a character full of love. You know, she had this gift that I cannot explain. She had this quality of bringing everyone to the core understanding and redirecting everyone to prayerfulness. And that's what we, 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 we will miss her about. It's that Mama uh, Kubani should ask a God to help us, to help us to be good Catholics. Because sometimes 
I think we need a point. So if you could just pray for us so that we continue with the patron that she left for us. She never forgot my birthday, Christmas also, you know, she would bring me a card. You know, she was, as I said, she was very caring, you know, in all respects. She's the type of person who would like to give all the time and who didn't want to be felt sorry for, you know, the accent syndrome. She didn't believe in that. And uh, she would appreciate. You do one little thing for her. She says, thank you. Thank you, my daughter. Thank you, my daughter. You know, she was that type of a person. I have learned quite a lot from her. Caring for other people. This is one of the strong things that I remember of her. And she knew people's birthdays. She remembered people's birthdays. And even when she didn't have money, she would ask for money from somebody to give to that person for the birthday. So it was quite funny for me. We did work together. And you her as a, as a student, she was a very good lady and uh, very Catholic. She brought her children very well indeed. A good teacher, those who, 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 who were taught by her, always sing praises to her. Yeah. We grew up, I grew up under her, you know, at the parish of St. Pius the X in Mufolo. Out of her, we had a, we had a priest, Father Remigius Mokoban, and also a teacher. She produced a teacher too. I'm sorry that the good Lord has taken her from us, but at the same time, she had she had uh, done her work very well. And I experienced her motherly care and love. So how hardworking she was at the time she was working at the end same time Nancyville. She was also supportive in the parish. She was, to me as a priest, she was hardworking, hardworking lady. I mean, she used to go to Nancyville. Within the week, every day, meaning the same family, working hard. Very humble, always calling me my father, even though she was my mother. She was, she was very good to me. A respectful person, even though she was uh, our mother, but she was still very respectful to me as a kid. Very committed to the end. She was very committed. She loved the church. She loved the church very much. She loved her faith. Those are the qualities I have in the and this was just a small tribute to Me Makubani, a woman who was always at the forefront. My thanks goes to Bishop Mvenve, Father Petrus Shia, former parish priest of Moletsane, Mr. Tulane Mapito and Me Masivimo. Me Margaret Makubane passed on on Monday, May 29th, at the age of 93. She leaves behind her children, Matilda Dube, Father Remigius and Nkupani Makubani. There will be a memorial service from 8.30 a.m. followed by Mass at 10 a.m. on Saturday, June 3rd at St. Philip Neri Parish, Molitsani. Me Makubani will be laid to rest at Avalon Cemetery next to her beloved husband.
And that brings me up to time. You've been listening to Catholic View, a program produced and presented by Sheila Pirsch for Radio Veritas. Thank you so much for listening. Remember that I'll be back again tomorrow at the same time. Should you wish to get in touch with me, feel free to send me an email, Sheila at radioveritas.co.za. Until tomorrow, God bless you and ciao, ciao. I'm Sheila Pirsch. <laughs>